Hello and welcome back. My name is Rob Wong. I am the Great Date Guy. And today we talk about using diplomacy skills to level up your dating life, your relationship. So as usual, today's work is based in psychology. Uh, Today we're referencing Carl Rogers. Now Rogers' work is in the ability to listen. And I quote, the great majority of us cannot listen. We find ourselves compelled to evaluate because listening is too dangerous. Now, while this might seem like a backhanded thing, Rogers was actually talking about how when people are listening, we're usually too busy judging and assessing what someone has to say, too busy doing those things to actually hear what's really being communicated. We have ourselves in the way. And in a lot of ways, this is the primary struggle when it comes to any kind of listening-based profession, whether that's coaching or therapy or counseling. This is something that many, many, many people struggle with. In an ideal world, if you are working with a professional, then they would be using what Carl Rogers refers to as an unconditional positive regard. Uh, And I'm going to quote the book that I'm reading from here. That is making no judgment of a person's basic worth regardless of what they reveal. Now, the reasoning for this is fairly straightforward, or maybe it's not. I think it's fairly straightforward, but maybe it's because I've been doing this work for a long time. Um, When people feel that they're being judged, uh, they're also not free to fully express who they are. And as a result of that, the way that they show up in sessions, the way that they show up in a relationship, for instance is some modified version of who they are. There's parts of themselves that they're rejecting, parts of themselves that they're hiding or denying. And in that action, uh, they become this weird, unnatural parody of them, actual, of their actual selves. And over time, this leads to a lot of weird behaviors. You get things like people feeling hollow or unfulfilled or depressed, or like they're just going through the motions or they get resigned They have an experience of life where it is empty. All of these are signs that someone is operating outside of their norm, right? Out there suppressing who they actually are. And unfortunately, when that shows up inside of a relationship, that can have some pretty negative or unwanted impacts. If I cannot listen to my partner or my date without judging him or her for what they're sharing, if I can't put aside my own beliefs to fully hear out this other human being without trying to fix them or repair them or shame them or try to correct their behavior or offer up advice, then there's really no room for me to actually be in a relationship with that person. Right? At best, I want to fix them and change them into a different person. And at worst, I'm deluding myself into the idea that I want to be in a relationship with this human being. The reality is I'm in love with an ideal that I think they should adhere to, not the actual person. And that a good relationship does not make. (laughs) Thankfully, there is a way through this, right? If you find yourself falling into this pattern, fear not, it does not make you a bad person. There are a lot of people who do this. In fact, I would argue most people passively fall into this role. Why? Because that's kind of a cultural norm, right? 
I think in our heart of, in our heart of hearts, we don't want to see people suffering for the most part, right? Most of us do not want to see another human being suffering. And the easiest way to help people get out of that suffering is to offer them a way out. So as it is, most of us, when we hear something that might be causing suffering in another person's life, when we hear that they're using a suboptimal strategy, according to our life experiences, we try to fix it, right? Whether we are overtly or covertly offering advice, <laughs> whether we are overtly or covertly trying to change their behavior, um, that is a constant pattern. So what's the promised way through? Very simple. If you find yourself activated, if you find yourself with emotional charge, the first step is to clear that out. So take a pause in the conversation. Ask for a minute. Just let them know that you need a minute to like settle yourself down <laughs> and just deeply breathe. Deeply breathe in and out for about 20 to 30 seconds. Give yourself as much time as you need until you feel your body begin to relax. That is you getting out of fight or flight. And that's going to be extremely important because the next part involves biting the bullet and really listening to what this person has to say, no matter how crazy or insane it might seem on the surface. When you enter phase two, after you've calmed down, your goal is to listen and ask questions um, until you fully understand the other person's point of view. Not just on a logical level, but on an emotional level, you can kind of get where they're coming from. Only then, only then can you move forward. Now, the reason for this is very, very simple. If we want someone to begin to change, if we want ourselves to begin to change, the only way that we can begin to do that is if we accept ourselves first. I'll give you a clear example of this, right? If I'm an alcoholic and I do not like the fact, I'm not okay with the fact, I think it is morally wrong that I am an alcoholic, then what am I going to do when I occasionally slip up, right? When I have alcohol, when I have thoughts about seeking out alcohol. In most cases, I'm going to make myself wrong. I'm going to treat myself like a terrible person, right? I'm going to act as though I'm a bad human being. And in so doing, I'm going to feel worse about myself, which in turn is going to push me towards, you guessed it, more alcohol, right? And it becomes a vicious cycle. There's no escaping that. So you can see that by beginning to accept like, hey, there are periods of my life where I feel driven to have alcohol. That's what I learned to do in order to cope. If I can accept that that is a piece of who I am for right now, if I can really truly be okay with that, right? Understand that I'm not broken and that I can change. Then that fully gives me the ability to move on. And I can't do that a minute before that. There might be periods where I achieve sobriety, but the moment that I start having thoughts, the moment that I start having cravings, it's very easy for to make for me to make myself wrong again and slide back into the habit. That's why it's so hard to quit drugs, especially the addictive ones, especially the ones that cover up emotional wounds. To quote Rogers directly, the curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. And the same goes for other people. They really won't be open to the idea of changing. They really won't be open to any of your advice until they feel that you have fully accepted them as they are. And you can only do that by listening. 
So your challenge for this coming week is to apply unconditional positive regard. And get some practice just in time for the holidays, where you will undoubtedly be challenged and tested on your ability to maintain that unconditional positive regard. Give it a shot. You may be surprised by what you find. From personal experience and from my experience as a coach, this is unanimously the first step. This is unanimously the first step to transformation. People cannot begin to shift who they are until this is something that you master that I or this until this is something that I implement. The minute that I start trying to change or fix without first understanding the person or even the minute that I try to change or fix, right? The resistance sets in and I can't make a difference for that person. I once had a client that refused to make amends with her mom, just absolutely refused. Uh, and she was well aware that if she had that conversation, it wouldn't unlock new things for her, right? She was well aware on a logical level that this is where her transformation lay. If she just got complete with her mom, she'd be able to move forward powerfully in so many other areas of her life. That massive, massive resistance. I must have had a 45-minute conversation with her about why she didn't want to do it. Until finally, I realized that I was creating resistance. By not sitting down and fully getting her, I was creating resistance. And this was back when I was first learning how to effectively coach. So then we sat down and we had a real conversation about it. And I came to understand the reason why she didn't like her mom was because that she was very close to her dad growing up. And when her dad passed away, she felt like her mom did her best to smear the image of her dad, whom she loved. Um, and the more I listened, the more I came to understand and empathize with what was happening. Of course, there would be resistance to having this conversation. There was so much bad blood in between the two of them. When this person was very young, still a teenager, she left the home because she felt that she couldn't be in the same space as her mom anymore. And from that point forward, she lived her life in opposition to that idea of her mother. This horrible, malicious human being who was just out to make her dad look like a bad person. And as we got deeper and deeper into the conversation, I could feel this client begin to relax more and more, become more at ease as she began to feel more accepted and more understood. And so finally, out of nowhere, a realization hit. And she realized that she'd been playing the victim her entire life. Ever since she was a kid, she'd been playing the victim in that all of these things were happening to her and they weren't her fault and like they were all her mom's fault, etc, etc. Now this isn't to say that these things didn't happen in the past. There were actions that happened and there were an impact as a result of those things. But for the first time, she could see that she was disempowering herself about the entire context. Rather than being able to be responsible for what happened, rather than seeing that she made a choice to leave home instead of being forced out by her mom, um, she'd been playing the role of the victim. Now that isn't to say that what happened was right or justifiable, but it is just what happened. And the ultimate goal here was to get the client free of the emotional charge that happened anytime that she thought about her mom or ran into anyone that reminded her of her mom. And once she began to take responsibility for who she was being to her mom, 
how antagonistic she was towards her, how much she avoided her calls, how much she was reactive to anything that she tried to do to extend the olive branch. Things began to change in her personal life too. I'm happy to report that this client no longer has any ill will towards her mom. None of that shows up on her radar, and it's no coincidence that shortly thereafter, the minute that she got complete with her mom, she began to finally date. She found a person that she's now successfully in a long-term relationship with. It's no accident. When we have people in our lives that we're not complete with, when we have people in our lives that we refuse to repair with, that sets us up to be triggered with anyone who reminds us of them, even a little bit. And the truth here is that that unconditional positive regard, that ability to listen without judgment, that's what made the difference here. So give it a go and let me know how that works for you. My name is Rob Wong. I am the Great Date Guy, and we'll catch you in the next podcast.